Welcome to a new Tim Talk. Um, I recently talked, kind of let, talked a little bit about my past with exotic animals. And I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, that from another point of view, and that is my chimpanzees. Um, and my chimpanzees, I would take them often home with me or on road trips with me. And, and just to reiterate, just to kind of uh, back up a little bit. If you hadn't listened to a previous Tim talk on this subject, there was a time in my life, in my early 20s, when I became an animal uh, trainer. I hate that word trainer, but and uh, I, with chimps and elephants in a place called Marine World, Africa, USA, in Redwood City. <coughs> and, uh, excuse me. It was an extraordinary time in my life. And one aspect I want to talk about of that now is I was the caretaker of the chimps. And I often would bring them home and they'd spend time with me uh, at home. And one particularly, this one male, which was about 160 pounds, Raffles, he, he was like my blood brother in life. And I'd take him everywhere. And I'd often go to the Redwood Parks where we lived in the Bay Area, like uh, the local Redwood State Parks. And I'd just turn him loose. I'd go for a you know, six-mile hike or something. And I'd turn him loose. And he'd just run through the woods and climb in the trees, following me. And what a time. And I remember it was so amazing because so often I'd pass groups of people and they wouldn't see him or they wouldn't, they wouldn't let, they wouldn't, they wouldn't like let me know they saw him if they did. Like, I don't think they believed what they saw. I can imagine stories about Bigfoot would have gotten filtered around and space aliens as you know, imagine being in a California state park and looking up in a redwood tree 150 feet and seeing a giant chimpanzee. What would you think? You know, it'd be incredibly crazy. So I, we used to have so much fun doing that. And then I'd also take him down to some of my favorite beaches. We'd run up and down the beach. Uh, chimps can't swim. They'll drown almost instantly if they get in water. They're, they can't keep water from going into their noses. But they can wade, and they love the wade in the water. And we'd have so much fun doing that, which is such an extraordinary time with them. And another aspect of this is one time I had I, had, I worked with an elephant named Margie, um, and she was an Indian elephant. And we used to we got hired to do films, movies, and we got hired to do the the original Star Wars movie. Myself and another person at the park, and uh, Margie. So. Margie, they came up from Hollywood um, for a long period of time, and they built this costume around her. The movie, guys, was Star Wars. And she, Star Wars, the first Star Wars. And we, the Hollywood set guys came up, and they built this costume around Margie for what was called a bantha, which many of you probably remember that. And... It, she was good. She allowed us to do it. This full costume put over her body. We did have to bribe her with a case of apples every day and a case of a Parisian French bread. But so what? You know? And we had fun doing it. And it was well, incredible to watch those guys work. And then we, we loaded her up in a truck. I drove with her in the back of the truck along with the other person. And we went to Death Valley and, and uh, uh and a couple other places and filmed this, the, the very short scenes where Mar I, I, would, I would jump from the cliff onto her back as a bantha, like a 
15 second scene and uh that was it and then all the rest of the banthas were were generated on a computer i'm assuming um but at the time we had no idea that was going to become such a famous movie and it's such a wonderful story just to deviate the hero's journey isn't that what our lives are really the hero's journey we're really trying to live a life that makes a difference in our dreams come true that makes a difference it's a hero's journey and you know i don't take it lightly that i made this movie at a time when i was formulating my life to as with the idea of the hero's journey to make a difference and make the world better I, there's no accidents so i take that in and uh, it blows my mind well when it was all done we were all done in the desert filming we're driving back in the big semi and i knew this area in the mojave desert um, and I had the truck driver stop. We, were, we, we, we became good friends. And for a couple days, I got on the back of the elephant, Margie, and rode into the uh, wilderness there, the Mojave Desert Wilderness. Um, and uh, I passed packers. And you imagine what people thought then, right? Passing an elephant on the trail. And, and I found, I, I knew there, there, there's, where there's an oasis, you know, that's where water or spring comes up in the desert. I'd go there for the night. She'd have water and food and grass. And oh man, what a joy. I can't even believe I did that. I can't even believe it. It's, it was so wonderful. And back we went to Marine World and Redwood City and made more movies and more shows and so forth. And love that animal. I, I just loved her. That time at, working with those animals was so extraordinary. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, and I will tell you, if you had any, if you are a person who had any concerns about the quality of care for animals, those animals were loved, well-fed, well-housed, taken care of as good as you could possibly do. And they were tremendous ambassadors uh, for the wild. I'm sure it made a huge, huge difference. Uh, I'll talk more about it later, um, but that is setting the stage for, God, I could probably do 20 jam talks alone on my time there. Thank you for listening. Oh. You know, I started these talks and I still believe they're mostly for uh, our alumni and future students, people who are interested in coming to our school um, to continue with the teachings of the school and or, and or to be introduced to the teachings of the school, which if I had to break it down, it would be to build a deep personal relationship with nature, reclaim our birthright to be close to our earth in a personal way, um, and uh, a call to action, uh, a willingness to take on the idea of becoming an earth caretaker is one of the purposes, if not the main purpose of our life on earth. That's what these talks are about. I hope they inspire people. Um, and I'd love to hear from you on ideas for talks you might like to hear and questions you might have if I brought any up.